0: This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, Chartered Financial Analyst and Certified Financial Planner Professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi, everyone. It's Philip Mock with the Retirement Detective Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to kick off the first of a two-part series on social security benefits. And today, we will talk about filing strategies and thoughts for your own benefits on your own earnings. And then in part two, next week, we'll talk about filing strategies and thoughts for filing as either a spouse or filing for survivor benefits based on the benefits of a deceased spouse. And we'll also talk about ex-spouses in the event of divorce. So today's episode will be mainly about your earnings history and your Social Security benefits based on your earnings. Next week will be about your benefits based on somebody else's circumstances, either spousal, deceased survivor benefits, or ex-spouse benefits. Now, I'll be the first to admit that Social security filing strategies is probably one of the most commonly talked about and written about financial topics in the entire ecosphere of financial planning. However, that doesn't make it any less important. And I just wanted to share my thoughts and some things that I think are of particular importance to make sure this is done correctly, because it's really easy, I think, to make a mistake. The rules are confusing you have to go to the social security office and sometimes there's long lines some offices you can make an appointment and that's you know to your benefit and then you're at the whim of the person at the office you know just like any job anywhere sometimes you get people that are more experienced sometimes you get people that are less experienced so you really have to hope that you get a good one when you go but i just wanted to talk through My highlights and actually the first thing I want to point out really quick is got really nothing to do with uh, Social Security directly, but it's actually about Medicare and Medicare can actually impact your Social Security benefits um, if you don't file on time. So you're generally eligible for Medicare at age 65 and then you sign up for Part A and perhaps Part B. Part A is the hospital insurance piece, and then Part B is more typical of what we would consider medical insurance. Part A is free. Part B has a premium amount, and it's determined by a couple of things, but one is whether or not you signed up on time. If you fail to sign up for Medicare on time by the time you turn 65, then you're assessed a penalty— and you're actually assessed that penalty for the rest of your life. They tack that on to your premium forever. Now, beyond that, if you want to get Part B and there's there's other aspects to Medicare you can sign up for, we'll cover that in another episode. But other than Part A, you do have to pay a premium and they take that from your benefits. So having that penalty is effectively, one way you could think about it, is a permanent reduction in your social security benefits. So I think that's a really easy thing to both accomplish and to mess up. It's really easy to accomplish. Just go to the social security office before age 65, have the discussion with them. Even if you're still working and you're covered under your medical insurance, I would still suggest you go talk to them and say, Hey, I'm about to turn 65. I'm still working. I have good health care through my employer. I'd like to keep that or maybe you don't and just talk it through with them so they can check the box and say, yep, you showed up on time. You tried. We talked about it. We're done. It's also really easy to mess up when you're late, you're late. And it's like a good friend of mine that was in the military told me there's no such thing as being on time. You're either early or you're late. So you either show up before your 65th birthday, sign up for Medicare, or you didn't. And if you didn't, there's consequence. So don't be that person. Make sure you go talk to them before turning 65. Now, beyond that, Social Security's somewhat well-known, but I'm gonna cover the basics and some of the most important things I think you need to know about when filing for benefits on your own earnings. You can apply for Social Security between age 62 and 70. So you cannot apply for benefits based on your own earnings before 62. Now survivor benefits and child benefits are different and but we're today we're talking about your own work benefits. You worked, you had money taken out of your paycheck to be paid in to Social Security and now you want to retire and have those benefits back to you. You can't do that any earlier than 62, and you really can't do it any later than 70. Well, as we'll talk about, your benefits actually increase between age 62 and 70, but they don't increase any further after 70, so there really would be no point to wait until after 70. You'd be literally leaving money on the table. That's the two bookends, and then in the middle is something called your full retirement Age, which is a phrase the Social Security Administration uses to identify what a, quote, standard retirement age is. Now, I'll give you the rundown. If you were born sometime between 1943 and 1954, your full retirement age is age 66. If you were born 1960 and later, your full retirement age is age 67. And if you were born between 1954 and 1960, then it gets a little tricky. It basically increases two months each year. So if you're born in 1955, it's 66 and two months. You're born in 56, it's 66 and four months. If you're born in 57, it's 66 and six months. If you're born in 58, it's 66 and eight months and if you're born in 59, it's 66 and 10 months. These are way to think about it. Born before 1954, you're age 66. If you were born in 1960 or later, it's age 67. And if you're born between 54 and 60, just go look it up. It's That's the best answer. When you take benefits at your full retirement age, so not a month earlier or a month later, right on the number, then you get the quote, normal benefit. But if you take your benefits early, they're reduced. If you take your benefits later, closer to 70 or at 70, your benefits are increased. So this is really the biggest decision that you must make with Social Security is when do you wanna take the benefit? And there's a few other ancillary things to think about. You also, if you're still working at this time, You have to keep that in mind too, because there can be consequences for taking social security and having an income, and we'll talk about that. How much is the reduction? Well, if you were to be in that age 60 or later bucket, and your full retirement age is age 67, the retirement benefit at age 62 is reduced by 30% from what it could have been if you had waited until full retirement age. If you were born before 1954, excuse me, 1954 or earlier, then that retirement benefit is reduced by 25% at age 62. And if you're born in between, then the reduction is in between. So 60 or later, it's 30%. 1954 and earlier, it's 25%. So if you're born in anything between 1955 and 1959, then the reduction is going to be somewhere between 25 and 30 percent. The point is, that's a pretty substantial reduction. I mean, imagine if you're still working and your boss came in and said, we're cutting your pay by 30 percent this year. That would be shocking. You would probably have a pretty strong reaction to that. I hear a lot of people sometimes say, well, I just am going to take the benefits early because why not? Well, this is why not. It's a it's a reduction in your benefit for life. I mean, it's it's a really big deal. So I don't think you should take that decision lightly. And if you take your benefits early, it has an impact on the spousal benefits too. And we'll talk about that. In the next episode, if you decide to wait, then you get an increase. So if, you know, starting at the full retirement age, if you're born 1943 or later, it's really easy every month that you wait, you get two thirds of 1% extra. So that amounts to a 12 month rate of increase of about 8%. So if you wait from full retirement age to age 70, you basically get an 8% per year raise. And to note, it does not compound. So it's not, you know, if if your benefit was a dollar and you wait one year and then the next year your benefit's a dollar and 8 cents, then the 8% next year is not on a base of 1.08 it's it's on a base of one and so then the next year your benefit if you waited again would be a dollar and 16 cents it does not compound so it's just a a flat 8% of your full retirement amount increase for each year that you wait, or two-thirds of 1% per month which means they track it by the month so if you literally want to wait four extra months You can, and it would help. It doesn't hurt. Even if you delay Social Security, you still want to go sign up for Medicare by age 65. They are somewhat tied like we talked about, but you still have to do that. So you taking Medicare at 65 is a separate trip to Social Security, and you need to make sure you do it before 65 Even if you know that you're going to wait to take your benefits until age 70, you still have to go do it. Now, the question is, why would someone take it early? Why would someone wait? Well, that's a good question. If you take your benefits early and you start taking your benefits early, they're going to be less, right? So you would hope that, well, I guess you always hope that you live longer but there will come a point where there's almost a crossover where having the additional benefits of waiting till full retirement age or 70 kind of catches up to where you would have been had you taken the benefits at age 62 earlier, but for less. Because you the higher amount slowly catches up to the, the smaller amount that an aggregate has been you know, you've been receiving for years. The difference between taking your benefits at full retirement age versus age 60 or excuse me, versus age 70, that crossover point, all other aspects ignored is usually somewhere around 83. So if you live beyond 83, you would have been better off to wait till age 70 because you'll have many more years of that higher benefit. If you pass away before age 83, then the higher benefit amount didn't catch up and you actually were better off taking the full retirement age for amount for, for longer. Of course, none of us have that crystal ball that's going to tell us when we're going to die, so we don't really know when we take Social Security benefits what the right answer is. And that's what makes it challenging is you're gambling. You're making a bet that either you're going to live longer or not. If you had some sort of terminal illness and you were certain you weren't going to live very long, that might be a case where you would still want to receive social security benefits maybe earlier. Um, But again, I said that's only when you look at the benefits on an island in isolation without considering other factors. And you really should consider other factors, like do you have other liquid resources like investments? Do you have other income sources like a pension, or maybe you have oil and gas royalty income, or maybe you're a recording artist and you have royalty income from your music? Having income from other sources, having a large stockpile of investable assets, can quickly change the calculus on what the right decision for you might be, and you really have to kind of look at all of these things together. There are a lot of websites out there that will say, you should take your Social Security benefits at this age because here's why, or you should take your Social Security benefits at this age and here's why. And they're all wrong because they're not tailored to you. You and your specific situation require... It's own calculation on when you should take social security benefits. Now the website can give you the rule of thumb. I can give you the rule of thumb, but it's just that it's a rule of thumb. It's not the correct answer for you. And it's a big decision because compounded over many years, we're talking about a lot of money. And when you look at the difference between the two and it has an impact on your family because it can impact your spousal benefits. So, it's not a decision to be taken lightly. Now, let's talk briefly about working. So, if you work and receive benefits, you have to be careful. So, if you're still working and you decide to take your Social Security benefits at full retirement age or later, you have Nothing to worry about. There is no reduction in your Social Security benefits for taking your Social Security benefit at full retirement age or later while still working. If you take your Social Security benefits prior to full retirement age, then your benefit will probably be reduced if you earn more than the earnings limitation and that earnings limit changes each year. So if you take your benefit early and you're still working, you're going to have a reduction in your benefit. Now, there is a way to um, actually get the uh, reduced earning back, and that's kind of beyond the scope of the episode, but just know that if you take your benefits early while you're still receiving an income and it's over the limit, which the earnings limit's pretty low, then you're most likely going to have a reduced benefit. So if you're still working and you, no matter what, do not want to have your benefits reduced, then you should perhaps consider waiting until full retirement age or later. But again, you need to look at that in the context of your overall circumstances beyond just looking at Social Security on an island. Now, if you get a pension from a government job or you worked in a foreign country, that can also have an impact on your social security benefit. It might reduce it. Um, And also some types of earnings have different rules and impact on how it's calculated. For instance, if you worked for the railroad or certain government entities or you were entirely self-employed, that can get a little more nuanced. So if you have a pension, if you worked in a foreign country, if you worked for the railroad, if you worked for any government entity, or you're self-employed your whole career, then I would just encourage you to take a much closer look at the rules because there are special things you need to consider. And I'm not going to talk about all of them here on the podcast, but I just am telling you that they're out there, which is why I go back to that it's a very individual decision. There is not a blanket decision For everyone. I was at an event several weeks ago around a table of guys and they were all chatting and one of them said, I just believe everyone should wait till 70. Why wouldn't you? And I, I about leapt up out of my chair because it was such terrible advice because that is not the right fit for everyone. Everyone's circumstances are different. You, everyone has a different expectation of what their life expectancy will be based on their own health their family history, what type of benefits they have, the extent to which they do or don't have a maximum benefit based on what their earnings were, um, doesn't consider other income sources or the size or amount of liquidity that you have available. So there just is not a one-size-fits-all solution here. But I did cover kind of what the basic rules are. So number one, make sure you visit the social security office before age 65. That's an easy one. Number two, if you're working and you decide to take benefits before full retirement age, just know your benefits most likely will be reduced. If you want to delay till age 70, there's no point to delay until after age 70. So plan on taking it by then and know that there's a reduction in benefit permanently If you take benefits before full retirement age, and there's a increase in your benefit if you wait some time between full retirement age and age 70. Now, the last thing I want to point out is about your Social Security statement. You probably get one in the mail or online, and it shows you an estimate of what your benefits will be. I just would encourage you to read the fine print because the estimate on that sheet makes several assumptions. They assume that you basically continue earning at your current rate, and they assume you retire at full retirement age. So, if for some reason either of those turn out to not be true, then your estimate is going to be inaccurate. For instance, if you're contemplating whether or not you want to retire early, then the estimates on that sheet are not going to be that helpful because some of the assumptions that it's making will not turn out to be true. So keep in mind that if you are planning to retire quite early, I would suggest a manual calculation of your social security benefit. It is a formula, it can be done. It's a massive formula, but it can be done. To figure out exactly what your benefits going to be, because if you plan to retire quite early, then your Social Security statement may indicate you getting more earnings than you might actually be eligible for. So I would just encourage you to be careful on that. Now, next episode, we're going to talk about spousal benefits, survivor benefits and benefits from ex-spouses and some of the things we talked about today will impact that. For instance, if you wait till age 70, your benefit grows from age or from full retirement age to age 70, but your spousal benefit doesn't. So that's one example of how the rule differences can start to to develop into some tactics and strategies for you to keep in mind. I hope you found this helpful. Like I said, you can go online and learn lots more about Social Security Filing and Benefits at ssa.gov, which is the official government website for the U.S. Social Security Administration. They have tools and calculators available and lots of helpful information. And again, that's www.ssa.gov. I'll put a link to them in the show notes for this episode. If you haven't checked out our website yet, go check it out at www.retirementdetective.com where you can find archived episodes and learn a little bit more about me. And we will also be starting a blog soon, so you'll be able to catch up there. That's all for today's episode. We'll see you next week for part two on Social Security. Until then, have a good week. This recording strictly is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The retirement detective podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein the retirement detective podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions damages or other losses resulting from or related to the information data analysis or opinions or their use past performance is not a guarantee of future results all investments are subject to investment risk including possible loss of principal Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions. This podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to such is for entertainment purposes only.